0: Welcome to episode 10 of the Disney Park Princess Podcast. I am your host, Sarah Varney, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Heather Corson. Say hi, Heather. Hi, guys. And Charlotte Glass. Hi. All right. Episode 10, we have reached double digits. Can you even believe it? I cannot believe it. This is amazing. It's super exciting. I know. All right. So a couple of weeks ago, we did a listener Q&A, and we couldn't get to all the questions. So this week, we're coming back around. We're going to do some more of those listener questions, um, and we've got a whole bunch. So this, we cannot even get to all of them this episode. We'll see how we do. We'll get to as many as we possibly can. Um, but first of all, we have a couple of notes that we want to let you guys know. Um, next week is Thanksgiving. And we're going to be taking that week off, so there will be no podcast the week of Thanksgiving. And then we are pre-recording this episode because, as I think we mentioned last week, uh, Charlotte is going to be on Royal Caribbean's Symphony of the Seas for mm, lucky a couple you. of sailings, right?
1: <laughs> yes, I have a. I know. I have a four-night preview cruise and then a seven-night Thanksgiving cruise. Nice.
0: And then Heather is going to be uh, in Europe on an Adventures by Disney River cruise over Thanksgiving. Yep, I'm so excited. (laughs) <laughs> I have I, so much envy. I can't even begin to tell you. Um, but don't cry for me, Argentina, because as soon as they get back, Charlotte and I are off on the celebrity edge. So <laughs> we are – All the vacations for us. All the vacations. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, all right. I don't know if you guys saw this email or not or this comment. Um, I think it might have been in an iTunes review. Somebody mentioned that, you know, we're always talking about all these trips that we're going on and we don't say whether or not, you know, the companies are giving us these trips. Um, And so we're talking about them because we've been paid to. I want to make it super duper clear. Um, Typically, no. No, (laughs) uh, no. we pay for our own trips. We pay for our own travel. Um, And if it ever were a situation where we had been paid to go on something and talk about it, we would tell you that Um, because that's just who we are. (laughs) So no, no, Disney does not give us free trips. No, Disney does not give us free tickets. No, Disney. And on occasion, we do get some special perks because we are all travel agents. And that's not something that we talk about very often on this podcast, but we are all travel agents. And so there are some discounts and things that come with being travel agents. Those are completely separate from the blog and the podcast, though. So if we're talking about it on the blog and the podcast, trust me when I tell you that we are not at the point where anybody is giving us free stuff to talk about it on... (laughs) on our podcast because it's episode 10 we're not fancy we're not not fancy
1: (laughs) (laughs) well such as the um the cruise that Sarah and I did uh back in September Mm -hmm. we it was a travel agent training cruise so we did get it at a bit of a discount but not number one we had to pay for that Mm -hmm. number two we had to pay for all of our air and all of our internet Mm -hmm. and all of any excursion, anything extra? <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, we could talk about Disney Cruise Line internet on another. <laughs> That's a future podcast. Maybe, yeah. But uh, yeah, we're we're not getting kickbacks from them. Um, yeah. Although if they want to, hey, we'll change our our model up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah. So, no, we are not getting paid or kickbacks or anything like that. We just love to travel and we want to share it with everybody
0: exactly. else. Exactly. Yeah, it's why we do this, right? Yeah. Love to travel. Love to go to Disney. Love to share it with you guys, because otherwise. <laughs> you know, why would you be listening to us if we didn't know what we were talking about? That's I just, that a very interesting comment to me. I get it because I think there's not always a lot of transparency for for bloggers and podcasters and people aren't always being honest and, and you know, super transparent, but um, we are. So <laughs> and if you ever have a question like that, ask us and we will be happy to tell you. So yeah. Um, The only things that we have gotten paid for so far since doing this podcast for the last two months is, oh, the affiliate links. We did talk about, we we, we, we had a blog post that um, talked about some of our favorite products and these were legitimately our favorite products. We were not sort of paid by the company, but we do get a tiny percentage when you purchase through those links from Amazon. Um, So I think we've made... Four dollars and fifty-two cents so far. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not a big kickback. And again, we're not in. You know, we're, we are not paid to endorse those products or paid to. We 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 put the links in because we legitimately use them and legitimately love them. Um, and we just we wouldn't if if because that's just not how we roll. Um, so anyway, that's that. All right. Now, because we're pre-recording, we don't really have a lot of Disney news, right? Is, is there anything that no, you guys are aware of? I don't of think that's so. Since we recorded, you know, 24 hours ago. No. <laughs> all right. Well, then let's get into it. Uh, Sharla, you have been so helpful being in charge of keeping track of all these Q&As. So why don't you uh, read our first one?
1: Okay. Our first email is from Bronwyn and Bronwyn uh, had quite a few questions. So I think what I'll do is I'll read her intro and then ask um, the questions. We'll just take a one at a time. Perfect. All right. So she says, hello, ladies. I love your new podcast. It is the per- perfect thing to listen to while driving home from a long day at work or when I sit down at my sewing machine. Below are the questions that I have been compiling while tentatively planning a Disney vacation so that I can see illuminations one last time.
0: Sob. Oh, I know.
1: (laughs) So, okay, here's our first question. What is Caribbean Beach Resort like? Its layout reminds me of the Poly. How much does the layout affect uh, affect travel time to and from the parks?
2: Well, Caribbean Beach uh, just got – it's – I don't even think it's quite finished yet. It's almost finished, but no, they it's
0: not done. Just
2: uh, are undergoing a complete transformation of the resort. Almost everything is being refurbished. They're getting new restaurants and new waterfront dining, uh, a new pool area, and of course, the Skyliner will be coming through Caribbean Beach when that's completed. But it is really spread out. It's a, a very, very large resort much, much bigger than the Polynesian. Um, So where you stay in that resort is really going to affect your experience, especially getting to and from the parks and getting to the amenities. So if you are looking for something that is very close to all of the amenities, I would book a preferred location as they are right there in the heart of the resort. Standard rooms are always going to be located at the very back of the resort.
0: Yeah. And this similar to if you've ever stayed at Port Orleans Riverside, it has sort of an internal bus loop. So there are multiple stops located around the resort. Um, so your closest bus stop to your room, particularly in standard view rooms, um, is probably not going to be the main bus stop at the front of the resort. So it could be like a bus to bus kind of transportation thing to get to the park. So um, something to keep in mind when you're talking about some of the larger resorts such as Caribbean Beach.
1: Yeah, and uh, Caribbean Beach does have, in the refurb before this really long one that they're doing now, they put in um, queen-size beds. So they do have queen beds now, except for the pirate rooms, and the pirate rooms still have the double or full-size beds, but they're really cute, like a pirate ship. Uh, those rooms are pretty far away from the main building, but again, like they said, there is a bus that goes to them. But they are really cute rooms if you have any anyone who's really interested in mm-hmm. pirates. All right. So Bronwyn's next question, having only ever stayed in deluxe hotels, what are the main differences other than price that are notable between moderate and deluxe resorts?
0: All right. So this one's a big one for me just because I always, I like to know specifically like what am I getting when I'm paying that extra money? What am I getting? So um, this to me, the single most immediately identifiable visual difference is that moderate resorts have exterior doors, exterior sort of corridors and hallways. So it's almost like a, a quote unquote motel setup. So when you open your hotel room door, you're outside. Um, deluxe resorts all have interior hallways. When you open up your hotel room door, you are inside, not outside. Uh, and you can, in most cases, not all cases, typically stay inside for most of the walk to the main building and facilities. Now, there are hotels that have sort of multiple buildings, such as you know, Grand Floridian, Polynesian, um, but you're not going to be a very far walk from anything. Um, The deluxe resorts are also much smaller than the moderate resorts. So to me, those are sort of the two fastest, most visually identifiable differences, but there's a whole bunch more and I'm sure you guys will cover
2: Well, I also, (laughs) most of the deluxe resorts have balconies too. So if you like to have your coffee or tea in the morning, um, taking in the view, uh, that's something to consider. The deluxe resorts also have views whereas the moderates don't they will tell you that there's a pool view or a garden view but again you're opening out onto that that walkway and the outdoor corridor so you don't really have a view much beyond that Um, and the rooms are bigger also at the deluxe resort so if you're traveling with a lot of people you know that 20 extra square feet of space can really make a big difference
1: one of the differences that I've noticed recently too. Now, the Polynesian, um, the bathroom there is one large bathroom, whereas the moderates and some of the uh, some of the newer, deluxes, but the, they usually have a sink outside and then the toilet and shower separate. So, if, depending on your family dynamics, that could make a mm-hmm. a difference. And uh, the deluxe in, in where you would like. Mm-hmm. To Sorry, stay. go ahead, Charlotte. Oh, and and. Um, most of the, um, moderates do not have a sit down restaurant as well. The only difference is, Actually, the, um, Portland, uh, do, I was they about do to say, all, all of them, too, all of the moderates they? do yep, have a restaurant except
0: for French Quarter.
2: But the deluxe resorts have yeah, many so restaurants, multiple, multiple restaurants, exactly. plus the, the, yep. you know, the quick mm-hmm. service location. And there's usually more, um, activities and amenities there, whether it be a marina or things mm-hmm. like that. So you, you just yeah. get a lot more for your money.
0: And plus, they're are and also trans- oh, transportation exactly. Is so transportation they're is closer yeah, to
2: yeah, the options. they're much closer to the park. So you whether you walk there or you take the monorail bus a boat as opposed to moderates really just have the buses to the parks.
0: Yeah. So typically, deluxe resorts have multiple yeah. methods of transportation to get you to a park. So you can either walk. Take a monorail, take a boat, take a bus, but there's usually more than one option. So for, you know, the monorail resorts, Grand Floridian, Polynesian, Contemporary, it's monorail or boat. And in the con- case of the Contemporary, you can walk. Um, for the Boardwalk, you know, um, sort of Beach Club, Yacht Club, you can walk, take a boat or take a bus. Um, Wilderness Lodge, it's boat or bus. You know, so there's typically more than one way to get to a theme park with the exception of Disney's Animal Kingdom just because it's sort of so... Far out there from everything else, that one's bust to everything. But other than that, everything everybody else has uh, sort of multiple methods of of getting places.
1: Yeah. All right. Um, and Bronwyn's next question is: Can I use a Magic Band that is five to six years old? No,
0: <laughs> that one's easy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So you can technically once a Magic Band is linked to your account, it will work. It's there. However. They do have a battery life in them, um, so you're welcome to go try it, but yeah. chances are
0: it's probably not going to work yeah. anymore. The battery is estimated to, to last about two years, so. Yeah,
1: so, so plus there are all sorts of fun designs and all of that. So the five or six-year-old Magic Bands are going to be the old style, and the newer ones are going to be the new style. That's really the difference in them, um, but I mean, you're, you're welcome to try it, but they're going to... You know if you call Disney, they're going to say no, and it's probably not going to work because the battery's probably dead. Okay, um, then she says, Do I have to purchase the Memory Maker package to take advantage of the Photo Pass photographers and their magic photos? And then, what about in ride photos?
2: No, you do not have to purchase the Memory Maker. Uh, photo Pass photographers are always complimentary, stop for a photo anytime you see them, um, and you can log into your My Disney Experience account and view those photos. However, if you'd like to purchase the photos, you would then either need to purchase them while you're in the park or download them from your My Disney Experience account or purchase the Memory Maker, and then that includes all of the digital downloads. So if you are going to be taking a lot of photos and you think you would want to purchase a lot of them, the Memory Maker is always a great
1: Uh, a great price for that. Yeah. Yeah. And what about the in ride photos? That's the same. I think you can view them. um, Same thing. Same thing. You can exactly purchase them without the memory or you can purchase them with the memory maker or by, by the, by themselves. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay. And she says, I know that the rooms come with coffee pots, but do they come with coffee and coffee filters? Yes, they do.
2: Well, Sarah and I were just there last week, um, and I believe most of the deluxe resorts now have Keurigs, right, Sarah? I know the Yacht Club had Keurigs, but if you are staying in a deluxe villa resort, then it is actually a a coffee pot, and they have Joffrey's coffee already prepackaged in a filter.
0: Yeah, I think, the, I think the conversion to the Keurigs is done in the deluxe resorts, but there, don't quote me on that because there may still be one or two deluxe resorts that haven't made the conversion to the Keurigs, but um, that's, that's where they're going. I don't know if they're going to make that change in the DVC, the Disney Vacation Club villas as well, um, but as far as I know, yeah, if it's a regular deluxe resort, it's Keurig. If it's a Disney Vacation Club villa, it's the um, Mr. Coffee or whatever it is, filter.
1: All right. Um, then she says, can I pay for my entire vacation, hotel, tech, tickets, dining plan, memory maker, et cetera, with Disney gift
0: cards? Yes, you can. <laughs> yep. You can. Okay. But wh- one, one caveat to that, though. Um, yes, you can. However, um, if you had to cancel for any reason and needed a refund the refund would go back on each individual card used. So if you paid $50 on a gift card, $50 is going back on that gift card. It's not like they're going to refund the entire amount of your vacation, say it's $2,000, all back onto one card. It all goes back on each individual card used. So if you do use gift cards, a couple of quick tips. Um, One, keep track of them. Um, Take a Sharpie, write the amount on the back of it that was used, um, and, you know, just don't lose it. Um, and if you can go to DisneyGiftCard.com and combine gift cards to make them as much as possible, you can have up to a thousand dollars on one gift card. So if you, if you're, you know, buying gift cards through your kid's school program or whatever you're doing, you're buying them in smaller increments, hang on to them, combine them into, you know, as large a gift card as you possibly can, and then use that gift card to make a payment. Um, That way you're keeping track of a lot less gift cards.
1: Yes. And the, your travel agent or Disney cast member will thank you yes. for, <laughs> for that. Um, okay. When you book a dining plan, is it by number of nights booked? Yes. 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 And the, Disney has no way to change that. Um, it is, if you stay six nights, you get six credits of each, um, it would, depending on which dining plan you have, but you know, Uh, six table service six quick service and 12 snacks per person per night if you have the regular Disney dining plan Um, so there you know if you want to stay five nights you're going to get five credits as well so
0: yep but you have Mm -hmm. access to all of the credits at once so if you wanted to do you know two table service meals on one day and none the next day like that's fine Mm -hmm. they're all kind of in one big bucket you can use them as you like
1: yeah. And her next question is about the dining plan as well. Uh, can you continue using the remaining dining credits you have on your dining plan in the parks after you check out from your resort? And yes, you can. As many as you have left. Yep. Until
0: 11.59 until p.m. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um,
1: okay. And then her last question is, what are your best tips for a solo trip?
0: So that's probably an entire podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yep, I think so. Yeah. Um, I, I think will. We'll add that. I think we'll we'll skip that one, and we'll yeah. we'll come back to that one at a, on another podcast. All right. Yeah. I will, I will <laughs> and I will add that to our uh,
1: list of topics for a future podcast. Um, Okay. Thank you so much, Bronwyn. Those are really good questions.
0: All right. So moving on, we have Bridget Adkins next. I'll hand—I'll just read this one just because it happens to be right in front of me and it's an easy one. Uh, Bridget Adkins asks, curious about Caribbean Beach Resort renovation. Any chance they will be adding family suites? The rooms are so small. We stayed at Universal for the first time and loved the family suite option. Uh, no, they are not adding family suites. Uh, however- Disney does have family suites over at Disney's Art of Animation, um, Disney's All-Star Music, and of course, the Deluxe Villa Resort. So there are plenty of accommodations for, um, you know, larger families or families who just want a little more square footage. They just, they don't happen to be at Caribbean Beach.
1: And I want to say hi, Bridget. I know Bridget from
0: high school, <laughs> <laughs> high school and college, actually. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Heather, why don't you read the next one?
2: Okay, this is from Dawn and she says, "Hi princesses. I have a question about the break even point for annual passes and the differences in them. We're taking a two week trip trip next summer. We're calling the triple gradu birth anniversary trip." <laughs> That's a lot of celebrations. It sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> um, and she says, "We'll be celebrating three graduations and my 50th birthday and my husband and my 20th anniversary." Congratulations. We also just registered my youngest son to perform in the Dance the World event in June of next year. I'm wondering if it makes better sense for my husband, my middle son and me to get an annual pass for both trips. My youngest has to get the hopper that comes with the performer package for Dance the World and my oldest will only be coming on the two week trip. So we'd have to get tickets for so we'd have to get tickets for work. Or if we're going for in two weeks in August, if it makes sense anyway, to just get a piece for everyone that you were hoping for a less complicated question mm-hmm. today, huh? <laughs> Thank you very much for any guidance. <laughs> so, Sarah, what do you think?
0: So what I would say is here's the tricky part about sort of annual passes and if some people get them and some people don't get them. If your first trip, it sounds like the first trip is the triple graduate anniversary trip (laughs) and the second trip is the Dance the World trip. So what I personally would recommend doing is booking a package for the first trip and then using those tickets to upgrade to annual passes just for the people who will need them. Um, That way you'll have the annual passes for your second trip um, and you can use all of the discounts and things. And if you do it on the first day of your first trip, then you can use the annual pass perks for for both trips. So you can use the merchandise discounts, you can use the memory maker, you can use sort of, you know, the food discounts, all of those things for both trips. So that would be my recommendation. Typically the break-even point for an annual pass is if you're going to be visiting a park 10 days or more in a calendar year. Now, there's some wiggle room on that in either direction, um, depending on how much you'll use some of the other discounts that are associated with the annual pass, but in general, that's a good rule of thumb.
1: Yeah. I think that's good. That's what I would have said. We agree.
0: (laughs) 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 All right. Um, So, and do we, yes, she didn't have any other questions, right? No, it was just- um, No, I think that was it from Dawn. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. All right. So, last question is from Kim, uh, and she has- I'm just going to read this. That looks like there might be more than one question in here. Do you have any ideas for a nice romantic day for two? We are celebrating our 15th wedding anniversary this coming summer. We want something a little different. We go to Disney World every year. Uh, We've eaten at many of the signature dining restaurants that are two table service credits. We've eaten at Tiffin's, Brown Derby, Le Cellier, Narcousi's. She goes on to list a whole bunch. Victoria and Albert's might be a little out of our price range. I'm not sure what the price is for that. Thank you so much. I'm excited for your new podcast podcast good luck in your new adventure all right romance heather i'm an old married lady and so well charlotte's just a married lady she's not an old married lady yet um so you're the only one who has like anything that probably could be considered romantic
2: (laughs) well he'll be be excited to to hear you say that love you honey
0: when you hear this
2: (laughs) okay well i mean what about a couple's massage at a spa does it need to be it doesn't necessarily need to be a romantic dinner. So I would no, she love set up to do a couple's day. massage. So
0: she's looking for a whole day.
2: I mean, are we doing like the ultimate fantasy romantic day? Because I have quite <laughs> a few suggestions. For <laughs> um, so like I was saying, a couple's massage at the spa would be really nice. Maybe the one at Saratoga Springs, it's a little bit bigger. Um, that's a great option. I don't know if this would be out of budget, but the first thing I thought of was the Grand One over at the the Grand Floridian, which is the yacht that any guest can rent out if you would like for an occasion. Um, and it could be for as few as two guests up to 20-something guests. So that's also a really nice, romantic, completely different thing that most people normally would do. Um and if we're looking for something maybe a little bit more moderate in price, a dessert party, whether it's at the Magic Kingdom or maybe even at Epcot or Hollywood Studios where you know you can toast with a glass of champagne and have uh, reserved seats for the fireworks is a really nice idea too.
0: I would love that. Okay. So for more, you know, if you're looking for something, oh, by the way, Victorian Alberts is $185 per uh, person. You should absolutely everybody. do it. Uh, it's amazing. It's worth every single penny. Um, if you want to do wine pairings and things, those are additional. They start at around sixty-five dollars per person in the dining room. Um, if you're looking for something, if you're if you're thinking about Victorian Alberts, um, there's a couple of sort of up. You know, you can do just regular Victorian Alberts, which is special enough to me. But there's also the Queen Victoria's room or the Chef's Table, uh, and those each sort of one incrementally goes up in price a little bit. But it is beyond worth it um but if you're looking for something a little more sort of budget friendly it sounds like you've done most of the um signature dining i would say um i love looking for the little sort of hideaways at the at the resorts and there are some really great places to sort of grab a drink and sort of snuggle up and um like uh, the Wilderness Lodge is a perfect example. There's all these little nooks and crannies in that, you know, the fireplaces um, go up a few levels and things. So I love just to you know, grab a drink at the lounge and wander around and, you know, just spend time together. To me, that's sort of the most romantic thing. I don't know. Well, this is what I would do. I would go and do. <laughs> I, hear,
1: <laughs> I hear your voice and I can't wait to hear well, the answer. Um, I I like to just be <laughs> on the go, and um, I can. I feel like you can still be romantic and do and do plenty of things. Um, I would go to uh, get. I would go do the Wild Africa trek in the morning, and then I would go get a massage that afternoon, and then I would go to Sanaa for dinner.
0: Mm. The bread. All the bread.
1: That's what I would do. Um, and then you know, depending on where you're staying, then maybe you can cuddle up at the at the lodge or the villas, um, after you eat dinner at Sanaa and get in front of one of the little fireplaces in the lounge there, um, right on top of Boma, that would be a perfect
0: place to mm-hmm. go.
2: Yes. With a glass of yeah. wine. That's
0: perfect. Or a bottle. It's romantic. <laughs> I love it. Um, all right. I think those are fantastic suggestions. So that is it. We got to all the questions. Yay. Go oh, us. Yay. All right. So next week we are off for Thanksgiving um, and everybody's going to be traveling, but me, I will be home holding down the fort and cooking the turkey and all of that fun stuff. Do you both have – are you bo- – like, so Heather, you're going to be on the ship. Charlotte, are you on the ship actually for Thanksgiving? I'm on the ship. I'm on the ship. You I'm both ship. get out of cooking mm-hmm. the big turkey dinner.
2: Oh, we sure do. We have people cooking that for us this year. Well, I don't,
1: I, we always do potluck with both sides of my family. So um, I would have to get out of making pumpkin pies. That's my job. So sorry, family, you have to have somebody else's pies.
2: Well, because I, I am insane and I, you know, I wasn't going back East to see my family for Thanksgiving. We decided we were going to have Friendsgiving. And now because we're going to be away for the holiday, we're doing it this coming weekend. So I'm still cooking Thanksgiving dinner just early.
0: Oh, okay. All right. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yes. I'm having Thanksgiving dinner at Wonderland on. I'm so, so So, jealous of you. You know what? (laughs) So jealous of you. Just go away. (laughs) We will. We have an upcoming podcast. um, Thanks to. My uh, client, Jody, who wants to know some stuff about comparing um, Disney Cruise Line and some other cruise lines, is that's going to be happening in the next few weeks, too. So I will talk all about it.
0: Yeah. Yep. And. So, and then our next podcast, I can let you know um, the next one will be the November 28th episode. So, episode 11th will be at the end of November. And that's going to be um, actually our friend Carrie Hayward, who is the author of the Fairy Tale Weddings Guide um, to Disney World, to Disney Weddings. And it's an ebook and it's been around for, you know, a long time now, actually. It is a beautiful book. Uh, and she is the absolute you know, knows everything about Disney weddings. So she's going to be joining us and talking about sort of how to get your own fairytale weddings. And um, oh. by the way, if you saw that Freeform show about Disney weddings, okay. Hey, how come I can't do that? Turns out a uh, little TV magic was involved there. You can't. So she's going to tell us all the details about that. So that's coming up on November 27th. So exciting.
2: All right. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving.
0: Yeah. Great. Happy Thanksgiving. Well, have a great Thanksgiving, everybody. Uh, don't forget to, speaking of being thankful, thank you to all of our Patreon supporters. Uh, we do have an extra special bonus content this week, courtesy of <laughs> Sharla and her daughter, Nora. It's super cute I cannot wait for you guys to hear it Uh, so that is this week so if you are supporting us on Patreon thank you so much we really appreciate you if you would like to support us on Patreon and get access to all of the exclusive extras which is um, bonus content as well as um, for certain levels you get an exclusive monthly email with tips that we just share with our um, patrons that are supporting us at the $10 a month or more level you can go to patreon.com slash Disney Park Princess and then of course you can find us on Facebook on Instagram, on Twitter, and on Pinterest. Thank you so much and happy Thanksgiving.